In episode 6.0, we choose the sixth band and maybe more to get the unshuffled treatment. But first, as always, here's Seven Planets. Scotty D. I need something to follow up. Scotty D. I got nothing. I tried. I think I tried once. If we go back, if we dig through the archives, I think I, I gave you a Matty H. And I was like, that yeah. doesn't work. Nah. <laughs> anyway, no, no, listener. Just a, a bewildered silence is, is per, the perfect <laughs> yeah. response. Oh. Well, here welcome we are. to Unshuffled Listener. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And they said we'd never make it, but. Here we are at episode 6.0, and the point zero episodes have a very special flavor. We'll talk about our uh, methodology for these point zeros in a moment, but firstly, let me say welcome to the podcast. This is Unshuffled. I'm Matt, and that, and the other voice you hear, is Scotty D. <laughs> and I'm in Belgium, and it's... A very cold Sunday morning, and I'm in the attic in my pajamas. Scott, you're in Japan as usual. I'm in Japan, and that yeah. I, you can't you can't see it, podcast listener. But the, that Japanese sun is just beaming right into my eyeballs right here, and so I'm having a hard time. I remember the sun. I have a vague memory of the sun. Yeah, it was lovely. <laughs> it's, it's still here. I'll send you pictures. Yeah, thanks. Um, anyway, we're on shuffle. We're bringing back the album. We're doing it band by band, album by album. Let's face it, the way people mu- listen to music these days sucks. This sort of random, shuffly, YouTube-y, Spotify, algorithm nonsense. No one ever really sits and listens to an album anymore. And we're trying to bring that back for each other. And we're trying to encourage our listeners to do the same. We do it intentionally, which means we actually put some thought into what we're going to listen to, which is the other thing that people don't do much these days. It used to be a big decision, buying a CD. What am I going to buy? I've got limited money. Which band do I want to listen to for the next few weeks? And, you know, It was a really big thing to go to a store and buy a CD, and then you were kind of stuck with it. But there was some merit in that because you had to listen to it. And sometimes CDs grew on you, which... That doesn't happen anymore. You know, you listen first time, you don't like it, that's it. Listen to something else now. But we, we listen and we haven't liked all the bands. Well, we've liked all the bands, but we haven't liked all the albums we've listened to. But we put a lot into thought. We put a lot of thought into the bands we choose. And we've done pretty well so far, I think. But there is a lot of pressure in these point zero episodes. This is where we choose the band. And you'll hear about our methodology for that now. Before we get into it, though, Scott, I'm going to give you, because I'm very generous, the opportunity to give the listeners a link to one song that sums up the music you've been listening to in our unstructured uh, post-Abrams pre-episode 6.0 uh, few weeks that you've had. How have you been? How have you spent it musically? Oh, I've been listening to the new Mastodon. Ah, okay. Um, 
I was, I know that the last time we chatted, I was prepared to go on. I was just, I was sort of dabbling and I was going back into helmet and then, mm. uh, and then the new Mastodon album came out and I've been listening to that. That one in the new Nathaniel Rateliff. Kind of like that one too. Mm. Okay. What do you want to do? You want to put links to both? Why don't you put links to both? I'll, I'll be put links to doubly both. generous. I'll find a, both. a good song off both. But surely our listener is already listening to Mastodon. Well, I'll link it in there know. anyway. Yeah. I saw the only song I've heard is the single, the Tear Drinker one, which was really it's, good. I, I like the album. The, the, the reviews are, are, are coming back pretty brutal. And I get it. I mean, it's, I like it. I really like the album. Um, mm. But it's definitely different. Definitely the criticism is it's too long and, and sort of too long, unfocused. Where's thin? Yeah. 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 And and I get there's there are yes, maybe more songs than necessary. But e each song's still I whatever. We're not reviewing that album. I'm enjoying it. Mm. Yeah, good. Um yeah, I've I have spent a few weeks with one of my all time favorite bands, Torsh and it's not a recent album, but uh, an album I bought a couple of years ago and just never really gave it enough time was Admission, which is classic Torch, but they've also brought in this real sort of shoegaze element to their... It's like shoegaze meets doom, which is really good. Um, there's long sort of hypnotic, doomy sections with this, you know, the shoegazy, shimmery... Guitars really good, so I'll put a link to a, a Torch song off that album on our show notes. Wait, are, so are you listening to the CD for admission? No, that's in a box. In, right, from... so that CD, that's that's our last right. That's that's the last sort of interaction we've had where we were in the same country, I think, or yeah. somehow I ended up with that CD and it was yours. And it's been I've been trying to get it to you for like a year and a half now. Yeah, I sent it to your place in the US. You brought it from the US to. Our, where we used to live next door to each other in Indonesia, and now it's in a box and it's hopefully on a ship coming to Europe. So really it's been in three continents and it's never actually been listened to. <laughs> yeah. Money well spent. It was, it was, it's a year and a half in the making. I thought maybe that should be like a grand unveiling. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, it's a good album, so I'm looking forward to the CD arriving, but um, I've been listening to the digital copy. Yeah. It's really good, really good. Well worth a listen. Um, all right, we've, we've got a job to do. We've got to choose a band or maybe two or more. Let me quickly talk about the format. Or do you want to do you want to introduce the format for the listeners who haven't heard a point zero episode before? All right, well, I'll take them through the format. All we right. the guidelines here, the rules are rules. We, we we are to come into this with five bands each, but I I never do well with that, and I didn't do well with that today either. I I, I still have an honorable mention that I can't quite cut. Um, no consultation, so we have no. not talked about this beforehand. Mm -mm. Um, we do tend to lean heavy. We I think we said somewhere early on that this doesn't have to be heavy, uh, but there's no tend to lean. We lean heavy. That's that's mm. just kind of how that goes. Um, it's so initially this was bands we should have listened to but haven't, and I'm kind of finding now my lists are getting a little bit more eclectic because I'm I'm sort of kind of finding that I'm starting that we've listened to those bands that I feel we should have listened to, and so now I'm started to dig out there for bands, maybe newer bands that are up and coming. 
Um, and then, uh, and then finally, maybe, maybe there will be a band on both lists. Um, maybe the final band won't be on either list. We've, we've chosen one band. We've chosen three bands. We've who maybe bands will show up on multiple point episodes. So, uh, it's anybody's guess. That's, that's what keeps these pointos exciting. <laughs> yeah, this is, I mean, we don't need to release these episodes, but I think there's value in it. Just it, it's as teachers, we call this modeling. So when you do the things in front of your students that you want them to do, this is kind of, I, I think there's value in, in putting some thought into what you're listening to. And this is an example of the sort of extreme lengths we go to, to do that. And it's paid off so far. We've had some excellent bands already and hopefully we get another one or two. You know, they might, we might come out of this with one, two, three or more bands. In fact, I've got to say, all five of my bands are superb and um, perhaps yours are too. So we might come out of this with 10 bands. So we, this might get us through to episode 15.0 by, by the time we need to do another one of these. We'll see. Hmm. How have your band choice philosophies evolved in the time that we've been doing this? And what have you brought to the table for us today? Just give us a little hint of your thinking. All right, well, so I started, my list was 15. Hmm. And I, I narrowed it down, and you're gonna, you're definitely going to see uh, geographical influence. Um, okay. Started with 15, narrowed it down to five. I'm coming in blind. With most of the other times we've come with a list, I've had something. I've had some idea of, okay, I've, I am at least aware that, th that this is a band I can probably spend the, the allotted amount of time with. I'm coming in blind. I've got three bands on this list that, uh, I don't know, <laughs> it might be awful. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> so, right. so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll find out. Okay. Yeah. Um, we, we worked out early on that number of albums is a, is a big mm. eliminating factor in this process. We, we've had some bands that we really wanted to do, but just, you know, eight, nine, ten albums is getting a bit much. Given that we tend to spend three, four weeks per album, we don't want to spend the whole year listening to one band. So I did try to do my, my mm. cutoff at five. Uh, yeah, I think that's about I, right. I would go to six. We, right from the start, we've had Machine Head on there. We know we should get to Machine Head. And I think one day we just need to bite the bullet and do the nine Machine Head albums. But yeah, apart from them, I've tried to limit it to three, four, three or four albums. Hmm maybe five at most, I think is about the limit. But there's plenty of bands that meet that criteria, so that's fine. There's plenty of one-album one bands that I'd like to listen to as well. Maybe that's a topic for another episode. Mm -hmm. um, all right. I think that uh, just in terms of my thinking leading into this, I was conscious of the fact that I didn't bring a Swedish band to the last Point zero episode, and I was a little embarrassed listening back. So I've tried to rectify that by bringing two to this one. I know. I was just going to say, you're, I'm, I think you should start. All right. Well, I will. Um, all mine are heavy. I haven't gone any, I haven't thrown in any curveballs. They're all 
heavy and the, in fact the two branches of the heavy tree that i've stuck to very closely so the first band i'm going to bring to the table if you will allow me to go first thank you is a thrash band called power trip all right power trip now this is the point see. where the other person looks up their details and gives us a little blurb and talks about how many albums they've got and where they're from and all that so and we leave all this in i edit it because it's just so exciting <laughs> all right usually when i'm when i'm looking bands up i'm either going to go wikipedia or all music i'm going wikipedia with I, this one i reckon all music's dropped the ball i think because the album is dead all music is dying as well, unfortunately. It used to be a great resource, but I'll find anything post-2010. is It's pretty weak these days. Huh. All right. Well, I'm on Wikipedia, and Wikipedia's got a healthy entry for them. Yeah. American crossover thrash from Dallas, Texas. They've been around since 2008. Um, looks like they're a one, two, three, four, five piece. Uh, doesn't look like there's been a lot of changeover. All right, let's get to the logistics here. Um, successful thrash metal bands of the 2010s. I feel like I've, I felt like when you said this, I felt like I've heard of this band before, but as I'm seeing their name and writing, I think I'm confusing them with the Monster Magnet album. And wasn't there a band called Power Man 5000 or Power? Something? Yeah, there was. All right, yep. that's who. Okay, so anyway, um, got an album, 2017, critical acclaim. Uh, toured with Ozzy, although who hasn't? That guy toured with Ozzy accidentally once. Um, the, uh, oh, they lost a singer. Mm. Shoot, just recently. Okay, yep. like to he passed. Like he's no longer with us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Riley Gale, uh, I think was his name. Right, yeah, Riley Gale. Um, mm. Lost him about a year ago. Yeah, it was very sad. Yeah, it was big news in the metal metal world. Okay. Um, all right. Described as thrash metal, hardcore punk, hard uh, crossover thrash. Influences Killing Joke, Stone Roses, Susie and Susie and the Banshee. Huh. That's oh. an eclectic, right? Yeah. I don't I don't know about that. Um, but yeah. Maybe. Okay. So they are a, they were a five piece currently at a four piece um, due to the tragedy, the aforementioned tragedy uh, Two looks like they've only got two albums. Mm -hmm. Okay. So power trip. Yeah. Now I'm not sure if they're still if they've replaced the singer yet. If there's any talk of them continuing, I, I know that lead singer was a big draw card for the band, and I'm not sure he is replaceable. From what I, and I'm not sure what the other band members have decided. There's nothing on here suggesting that they've broken up. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. remains to be seen. All right, two albums. They're totally manageable. Yeah. Um, All right, your turn. Okay, so uh, my so I it's possible that this band has been on an earlier list, and I still haven't listened to them. And in fact, they released a new album that I've been hearing a lot about, and I intentionally have not listened to it because of the fact that I knew 
that I wanted to keep it on the list. Mm-hmm. But you might have. I don't know if you've dabbled into them since. Uh, but the mm-hmm. band is called Death Haven. Uh, yeah, you did put them on. I think it might have been the last time we did this, I think. Yeah. Now, I, no, I haven't dabbled. I know their new album is very different, though. I, I think I read a review of it. And Okay, so... The big critically acclaimed one was Sunbather, which was 2013, topped many album of the year lists. They are out of San Francisco, a cross between shoegaze, black metal, black gaze, whatever the hell that is, post metal, and screamo. And there's some link between them and Baroness, who I know you like. I do like Baroness, but I will say Screamo drives me crazy. Mm. That's kind yeah. of off-putting. Um, but, I mean, this band is... Well, the fact that you brought them back to the table again means there's obviously something drawing you to them. Hmm. The They do have an album out this year called Infinite Granite. I, seriously, from the reviews I read, it's like it's not heavy at all, kind of. It's It's alternative rock. Um, so that might be interesting to hear a band that evolves in, in that way. Also, you get that classic Sunbather album, which neither of us have listened to and would give any of our listeners who haven't caught that album yet a chance to catch up with a landmark album from the last decade. And the number of albums was five, did I say? Yes. Five full-length albums, yep. yeah. Okay. All right, Beth Haven, thank you for bringing them back. I've got one band that I've brought back too, so perhaps while we're on, I'll just type it in there if you can hear me typing. There we go. Beth Haven, all right. While we're on the <coughs> bringing bands back to the table, I might do mine, which I brought forward last time, and I'm really keen to do them, so I'm going to keep hammering this, this nail. The band is Paul Bearer, a doom band. All right, 2008, Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, Brett Campbell, Joseph Rowland, Rowland, Rowland. I don't know. Well, if we choose them, we'll come to an agreement on that. Uh, yeah. Let's see here, Doom Metal, as you as you told us. Um, I do like Doom. I do like Doom. Oh, here we go. Influences: Smashing Pumpkins, Pink Floyd, Kansas, uh, Camel. And Brian Eno. See, I always think that I'm always fascinated by metal bands who are able to incorporate their non-metal influences. Thrillist named them the best band from Arkansas. If I don't, I don't know who the competition was. Um, the were they were awarded in 2017 the Metal Hammer Golden God Award. Oh, that sounds. <laughs> Kind of awesome. Uh, their fourth album was released in October 2020 and was described by Consequence of Sound as the best doom metal album of 2020. They are currently a four-piece. They've got a sp- Spinal Tap history with drummers, which is which is always fun and gives us something to talk about. Um, and four albums. All right, here I go. Here comes the next one. 
Here's where I'm, I'm dipping into, yeah. into the geography here. Uh, right. The band is called, don't, don't be scared by the name, Cross Faith. Uh, all right. I'm so scared of this name. All right. Oh, Osaka. Okay. Metalcore. They are characterized by a performing style of metalcore with dubstep and other forms of electronic music influences and for their intense live performances. Gee, they've got a big write-up here in Wikipedia. And they have four studio albums from 2011 to 2018. We tend to be going choosing fairly modern bands, which um, we didn't always choose early on. We, you know, that's fine. Um, they su they've supported Bring Me the Horizon. They played at Soundwave in the Soundwave Festival in Australia in 2013. The review that drew me in is there was a review and I can't, I don't remember where I saw it. I think it would, must've been on like one of these, but anyway, it said, uh, they were described as slipknot tearing the prodigy limb from limb. Like, All okay. Right. All, right. All right. And the, their song Jaeger bomb is seen as pure Pantera groove metal with an underlying dash of synth. Hmm. Techno infused instrumental. Okay. There's a sort of, crossover electronic with heavy heavy and they're local like for me realistically and this this might be where the selfishness comes out uh th this would be potentially the first band we have reviewed that i could actually go see yeah be well I mean, i'd love to get a japanese band in there and um I mean, we did mention baby metal at one point but decided not to I take our listeners down that path. I thought we erased that from our. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was edited. No, we left it in, but then we just decided not to come back to it. Oh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> Although I just saw Rob Zombie's apparently a huge baby metal fan. That was just mm. on that was just on Twitter. Look, it probably would have been fun, but uh, CrossFit sounded a bit more like our cup of tea and it sounds good. All right, I'll uh, add it to your list for consideration. So I've done one of my... All right, I might bring one of my Swedish bands forward here. The first Swedish band that I present to you today is a band called Monolord. You already, you already got me with the name. Hmm, one word. One word. Oh wait, no, that is a that is not monolord. That is monochord. Um ooh, looks like I'm gonna have to dig a little bit deeper here. Coming up empty on Wikipedia. I can tell you I think where the name came from. It came from I don't know if it's a band member or, or a friend of theirs who'd lost his hearing in one ear. All right, here we go. I got it. Hmm. Ready? A slight, a psych blasted sludge metal trio <laughs> based out of Gothenburg, Sweden. Mm. Doom rock unit Monolord, founded in 2013, 
Uh, go ahead and gives gives the list of the members. 2014 debut was released on Drew Praise. Uh, quickly rose to the top of Bandcamp's Doom charts. Sophomore effort came in 2015, followed by heavy bout of touring. Group dropped. Are you getting my daughter in the background here? Y yes, but not. Ah. It's not distracting. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> the the group the, the group dropped their third studio, Rust, and they've just signed a Relapse record. Yeah. Oh, fourth right. album came out, and mm. I think the review stops there. Uh, uh, what do you reckon, Gothenburg? Gothenburg four. So, what did we land on? Four albums. Yeah, I think no, 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 no. There's okay. There's these other two. All mm. right, this is one of those where it's kind of hard to tell. I don't know what we're dealing with here. We've got three with dates, labels, and then we've got two sort of just random ones in there that aren't dated. Mm. So yeah, we'd have to work out exactly which albums sort of to do, whether they were all proper full-length studio albums or not. Right. So, anyway. Yeah, Swedish. All right, so I'll put five albums with a question mark. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, back to me. Mm-hmm. The okay. This so this band has been on a we. I mentioned this band last time, and I we kind of we talked a little bit about it, and then sort of moved on. And I work with the colleague here, who is very much a fan and has been singing this band's praises again. And so I haven't gone back into listen because I knew I was going to bring forward for this episode. The band is called pretty reckless. Ah, yeah. Yeah. With Taylor Momsen. I remember a discussion about them. I mean, this band's huge. This band is huge. This would by far be the most popular band we've covered. I mean, then, more than Gojira. Uh, well, I mean, just a different thing, but right. in terms of your average person on the street, yeah, I would say so. Um, let me just quickly summarize. So they're from New York city. Taylor Momsen's the very well-known recognizable lead singer. And, Oh, right. She's a thing, isn't she? Like, she had a whole something before this. What was she? Uh, she an actress? She was an actress in Gossip Girl. An actress. And Gossip Girl. Listen to me pretending like I don't know what Gossip Girl is. I don't know what Gossip Girl <laughs> is, but I'm glad you do. Uh, they've toured with uh, Evanescence. Guns N' Roses Chinese Democracy Tour. They, they, uh, they were an opening act for three tour dates on that one. Somebody had. We to. should do a whole episode just on Chinese democracy. Um, have you ever listened to Chinese Democracy? I have. Uh, what do you think? It, it, it has. Um... It has songs on it that I really, I really like. I don't. Yeah, me too. I don't like the whole album, yeah. but there's some songs on there that are really good. Yeah, that I, really I agree. Like. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and the number of albums was where's the discography bit? Uh, four uh, from 2010 to 2021. I think this would be one that we could happily put on in the car with the whole family there. I mean, this is, um, yeah. Uh, we, hmm. I like the fact that you're persevering. And it would be quite a different thing for us to do such a sort of mainstream rock band. Mainstream's probably stretching it, but, you know, they're not far off. Hmm. And, you know, lots of catchy hooks. It'd be something different to talk about than just, oh, yeah, that was a good heavy riff. riff. <laughs> and a different, you know, we'd have a female vocalist, so it sort of gives a bit of variation into the types of bands we're covering. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, I like the fact that it's that you're persevering with this one, and it ticks a lot of boxes for us, and would give us something a little bit different. So yes, I, that, that that's a strong consideration there from me. All right, let me jump to my next band. Now this is one that you know. There's always one that you think he's probably listened to this, but I'll throw it on anyway. And this one it, you know, fits that bill. The band is called Cavalera Conspiracy. Thrash. Firstly, have you listened to Cavalera Conspiracy? No. So, okay, so this is one of those bands that falls exactly into why we started doing this. This exactly, is one yes. of those bands that I should have listened to and have. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, I, I'm, I love Sepultura. I love Soulfly. I have not listened to Cavalera's Conspira Cavalera Conspiracy. Yeah, I mean, I love Sepultura. I would happily, you know, there was a good five to ten years of my life where I would have said, yeah, they're my favourite band in in the sort of mid-90s. And, and the 1993 gig in Melbourne is still the best gig I've ever been to, just in terms of, you know, I was like 17 years old and it was my first big metal gig and it was just this incredible band from Brazil. I yeah, very much like Sepultura and, you know, as, as so often happens, just sort of lost touch with what the, the band members were doing. And, you know, they split up, which was kind of, but, but they kept releasing music. Even Soulfire never really gave much time. I, um, I really like Soulfire. Mm. So, uh, and I would love to retract that statement and pretend I've never heard them if we wanted to, <laughs> to do a team time on, on Zola. Um, the Okay, so I'm following them here. I'm trying to figure out what, because they're still technically together. Yeah. But here's the thing that I, I've, I've stopped reading because can I mention who their bass player is? And yeah, please do. Backup singer was from 2007 to 2008. Tell us who was it? Joe Deplantier. Mm. Wait, you knew this? Yeah, I read the oh, Wikipedia okay. entry. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. So, uh, yeah, but he didn't record like that. Surely that was touring, right? Is he on an album? I think he might be on an album. I don't, I don't know. We'll find How out. Oh, have I not? Okay, so the album that he would be on would be the first one. Yeah. Inflicted. Huh. Where so where was Gojira at in that? Are we getting distracted? I'm getting distracted. But where was Gojira? Like what what were we doing? What was Gojira doing 2009, in 2008? 
2008. Um, well, I mean, there was a big gap from, was that between Mars to Sirius was 2006. Oh, okay, so it was after Master Sirius. Master Sirius, not Sirius. And then The Way of All Flesh was 2008. All right, so he was he was busy. It wasn't like he was Very active. sitting around doing nothing. Um, mm. Okay, all right, sorry. Uh, here we go. So but if Max and Igor... It's Max say, and Igor. They're, I mean, they're yeah. the root of it. They've got kind of just a rotating, rotating kind of member guests list here um vocals guitar bass i think i think max and igor probably do 90 percent of the recording and then they get other people on board for sort of you know added effect and touring um the we've got four albums first one in 2008 most recent one in 2017 but again they're technically not broken up like they're technically still active. I think it's one of those bands that's just sort of they do it when they get the urge and then they put it aside when they when they don't. Right. I mean they're brothers. They know where to find each other. Yeah. Where are they technically from? Are they Brazil? I'm just curious. No, they're techn they're billed as US from Phoenix. They oh, US steals everything. They're Brazilian. Um huh. All right. Well, if they don't make the cut this time, I'm sure this is a band that's going to keep coming back up on lists. We, we, I mean, yeah. we have this to is, do this band before this all is a said big, and done. Uh, this is a big tick the boxes band mm. that meets the everything this podcast is about, really. Mm. Yeah. Who you got next? All right, up next. Um, I have. I've already gone out of order. Hold on. Japanese. It'll be Japanese. Yep. I'm, I'm, it is Japanese, actually. You got, you got a good feeling. So uh, this band, I was a little bit hesitant on because of the fact that they're, from what I understand, they are no longer together. Um, and That I, doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. But I guess I was no. looking. I don't know why. I had active bands in mind. But anyway, this band I kept coming back to, it's called Green Machine. Ah, one of my favorite songs. <laughs> it's not Caius. Although, 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 from what I read, it might it's probably inspired by Caius. Green Machine Band. I got a wolf inside my head. Nothing uh, Wikipedia. I've got the... Sure, they're Japanese. Oh yeah, okay. They are Japanese. Gurin Machine. Gurin Machine was past tense a Japanese stoner doom metal band founded in 1995. Named themselves after the Kai song Green Machine. They released their debut album on Man's Ruin, which is a good sign. Love my Man's Ruin. We had uh, the ghost connection with Man's Ruin, if you remember that. Mm. And disbanded in 1999, but resurfaced in 2003 with a new bass player on a different label. Uh, pretty uh under the radar or have been throughout their whole career i think that so was the part that made me nervous is that they're hard to find stuff on 
Uh, I'm sure we'd find them. They, this new label apparently re- re-released their Old Man's Ruin stuff. The new label is called Duvalanx, which I've never heard of, but I mean, you can get it may be a digital only sort of thing for us. Um, but really, there's two albums, maybe three. No, there's three albums, two Man's Ruin ones. Damn, D A M N, and the Earth Beater CD hmm. slash ten inch. And then there was a 2004 one, sort of after they split up and go back together, the archives of Rotten Blues. So it's, I like the fact that it's not a current band. You know, it's an older band. And I like the fact that they've named themselves after the Kaya Song Green Machine. Japanese, great. You're probably not going to get to go and see them, but it might be a nice little intro into the Japanese stone and metal scene. Gurin Machine. Um, what's my now? Turn to Japanese stoner. One band that I've seen was a band called Electric Eel Shock. I saw them live, hmm. and they were really fun. I love the way the the lead singer pronounced the. He he, he would really his band name was he would say Electrica Ira Shoka. <laughs> <laughs> he was so so charismatic. They were a fun band. They supported um, which band? They supported one of those Southern American bands with Pussy in the name. Alabama Thunder Pussy, or uh, there was another one. Nashville. Nashville Pussy. They supported uh, Nashville Pussy. Yeah. Um. Of course, the Nashville Pussy poster adorned our, uh, our living room wall. Oh, that's right. My, my wife decided it was my favorite, her favorite band poster to put it, put it on our living room wall for all our guests to enjoy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, I think there's a little bit of a sort of stone of doom scene in, in Japan. This would be a good insight into it perhaps. So, yeah, nice. I like it. Green Machine. Thank Green you. Green Machine. A wheel of understanding. I want to go listen to that. Uh, all right, uh, last one for me and my second Swedish band. And I did bring these. Oh no, I foreshadowed them. I foreshadowed. As all good po- podcasters do, they foreshadow in the pre in our uh, episode four point zero. I mentioned that they just missed my list then, so I'm bringing them up here. Mammoth Storm. Mammoths get a good workout in the sort of heavy metal uh, naming conventions, don't they? Especially lately. Yeah. Uh, Mammoth Mammoth Storm, yes? Yes, Mammoth Storm. All right, that's not... uh... There we go. Got it. The (laughs) The brainchild of draconian guitarist Daniel Arvidsson. They specialize in brutal amalgamation of doom, psych, drone, and stoner that invokes names like Mastodon, Black Sabbath, Land of Nod, and Electric Wizard. Didn't I think Electric Wizard was on an early list? Yeah. Anyways, what? Mm. I think that there was a. 
there was something in the bio that all of a sudden made us nervous and uh. stop and, and stopped it there. Anyway, uh, formed in 2012, trio features Arvidsson on bass and vocals, guitarist Christopher Strom, drummer eh, Ladder Witch, provides the occasional organ part. They're with Napalm Records, and they released a f- full-length studio a- album, and then were promptly dropped. So they have two albums on Argonata and one on Napalm Records, and I don't know if they're still active. So they're probably a tier below Monolord in terms of their sort of success levels, similar yeah. kind of. Electric Wizard is not the band. I just looked up Electric Wizard right now. It's a it's not the band we were thinking of. All right. Anyway, okay. So. Um, uh, my final yeah. band is so this is this one I tried to keep everything five albums and under, but I don't know that all this one has seven albums. I don't know that all seven are full length. Uh, anyway, the band mm. is called Boris. Ah, yes. And again, Japanese. Yeah, and we're very well known. I've got some friends who are big right. Boris fans. They've got links with the Melvins. I think they might be named after a Melbourne song. Three band members who all contribute vocals. Boris has released more than 20 studio albums. 20? Mm. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> that would keep Ooh. us busy for the next... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't... Uh, 20? I didn't see 20. Some of the... Yeah. Some... Well, hmm. I, How I think did that I get seven? That's not even close. Uh, 20 studio albums, plus a lot of collaboration albums with bands like Mersbo and, and Sun. Um, hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it'd be great. But the band, the, the we, album. We might have to cross right. them off. Yeah, yeah, no, we don't have time for 20. I think, so Pink. I just, yeah. that's wanna... that's the album that I keep hearing about is a 2005 album called Pink. And so I guess I'll yeah. just, I'll do, a, yeah, yeah. I'll do an independent dive on that one yeah. and let you know what I come up with. Yeah, do a side listen. Uh, do you want to bring another band up um, instead of Boris? Do you want to try a different one? Or are you happy with well, that? Well, the other band that was on Any my list. Band? Yeah, but I just, as we were talking, I kind of looked them up. And um, anyway, the band's called Church of Misery. And okay. what I didn't realize, though, and that was where I was kind of just doing a, because I had an asterisk by them and I was reading, and it says that most of their songs are about serial killers and murder and i was like eh, that can get i don't know i don't know if i have the the energy for what five albums of serial killers and murder yeah i mean i mean slayer is kind of that way too right oh they're japanese too yeah yeah uh, fair enough i mean so okay wait hold up hold on, hold on. No, no 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 back up here yeah, my fifth band. I did. I tried to be. Um, I tried to get you in here. Channel Zero. Yeah. Oh, there's a band. Oh, Belgian. Hey, there we go. Nice. <laughs> That's how you did it. Um, one of the best known heavy metal bands from Belgium. They disbanded at the height of their career in 1997, but uh, played some reunion gigs around 2010 out of Brussels. And they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven albums. So four and 90s, and then 
a big gap of 14 years and then three in the 2010s. Interesting. Um, the former drummer died at the age of 45. Oh, they played uh, Grasshop a couple of times, which I bought my tickets to this week, the next year's Grasshop medal meeting. Just quietly. Mm-hmm. Um, Grasshop, of course, is seven kilometres from my house. Oh, yeah? Mm. You, could, you could do a healthy jog there. Yeah, <laughs> an unhealthy one back. <laughs> uh, okay, oh, cool. Thanks for putting a Belgian band on there. They, they sound good. Um, it's a, it's almost like two two bands in one. You get the '90s Channel Zero, and then the the old guys playing their reunion albums in 2011, 2014, 2017, with a big hiatus in the middle. Okay. Uh, oh. Um, it just says heavy metal. I don't know what style heavy metal. One of their albums featured guest vocals by Billy Milano of S.O.D. Oh, maybe thrashy? I guess so. Uh, they released King of Kings on Metal Blade. So, yeah, big big band. All right. Yeah, I've never listened to them. Got to get into some Belgian stuff. All right, thank you. All right. Well, we've got five each. Hmm. Uh, we usually mention the also runs, um, just in case there's any any others that almost made it that you might want to consider. Mine, I, I, Machine Head are always going to be there lurking, and I think one day when we're in a real sort of, you know, rhythm with this, maybe we could knock them out. In if we're getting through. One every, an album every two weeks at some point. Maybe we could do Machine Head then. I think Nine's stretching it in our, at our current output rate, though. Right, but, right. I think we could do it, but not now. I think that, yeah, you're yeah. right. Once we kind of both are able to say, all right, you know what, for the next 18 weeks, <laughs> yeah. we're going to do yeah. this consistently. Yeah. Uh, the other band that fits that kind of bill is Devil Driver, which is a sort of groove, deathy oh, right. groove. But again, nine albums, so um, unfortunately just not going to fit in with our format here at the moment. And there are a couple of others that I might leave off. I almost brought Swerve Driver back because the shoegaze thing and and the non-heavy band. I tried it last time, I think, Um, but elected not to go that way this time. So I'm looking at the list, and I'm trying to figure out, okay, well, how do I want to pare this down? Yeah, and um, I don't know. To be honest with you, I really kind of want to give Pretty Reckless a go. I do think that. Yeah, we, I agree. I do feel like we need we need to sort of diversify things up a little bit. It's been yep, agreed. A bit of a bit of a sausage fest. Um, it has, and a, but, and a bit of a heavy. Sort yeah, of... but and I'm also really intrigued by Power Trip. Yep. And Cavalera Conspiracy, obviously. Yeah, I want to like I want to etch Cavalera Conspiracy in stone and make sure that they don't fall off our list. Yep. Uh, What do we? We just did Abrams, so I guess we're coming off a non-metal band. 
It's in fact, it's the fact that we just did Abrams that remember the early Abrams albums were kind of of that screamo variety. And I found myself yeah. like for the first two Abrams albums feeling like, I don't know what to talk about. I, I don't, I really, mm. I don't know what, what I'm supposed to say here. I, 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 yeah. I don't know how, and, and that's kind of what's pulling me away from Def Haven a little bit. Um, yeah. Although I think, you know, from what I've read, there's, an, there's so much more I, to them. No. And I think there, there absolutely is. But I, I, my, my concern is, is that the first two albums is going to be me saying, I, I don't know what to say. Like before, yeah. like maybe the early stuff is going to be kind of that screamo ish. Um, but anyway, so pretty yeah, reckless. I used to have an ear for it. I used to be able to enjoy it. I guess, you know, when you get older, sometimes your tastes <laughs> change. I do like vocalists that can sing preferably or at least yell in tune. I don't know, screaming, that sort of grating stuff. I don't know. I, I've got a kid that cries. I'm like, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> So my top four out of our list, our list of 10 is Pretty Reckless, Power Trip, yes. Green Machine, and Cavalier Conspiracy. Yeah. But with that said, I'm also really intrigued by – I really like both of our lists. I'm really intrigued mm. by Paul Bearer and Crossfaith. So if I had to turn this into a top six, I'd throw those mm. two in. Yeah, of your list, I think Pretty, like, pretty Reckless, definitely. I think we have to do it. And – yeah, I like. I think Def Haven. I think we should should do them at some point, perhaps. But and especially, it's another band with, you know, despite the the vocal, the, the screamy vocals. I think there'd be enough variation in the music for us to to make some interesting content. But let's go pretty reckless. But I'm not sure. I think we should have a heavy band to bridge us to the pretty reckless. Do you want to start with Power Trip since they've only got two albums? Yeah, why don't we go Power Trip Pretty Reckless? And then either we do another point zero or we just jump straight into Cavalera after that. Let's how about this? Power Trip Pretty Reckless Cavalera with an asterisk. Yeah. And if we feel like we need to revisit, we'll revisit. Yeah. Okay. But I I don't think we will. I think Power Trip Pretty Reckless and Cavalera, I think that's a pretty good eclectic mix. And let's call Let's call Cavalera Brazilian, not American. Yeah. Just thinking in terms of in terms of shaking things up a little bit because we've also been well, with super... a French bass player too. Let's not forget, and they called the, they called American. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because we've been we've been pretty U.S. centric on this too. I mean, with the exception of Gojira. Um, and I'll bring. I'm I'm actually going to bring some of these back. I'll, I'll probably scrap Mammoth Storm, but I'm going to bring. Paul Bearer back again yep. in future. I'll, I'll keep keep trying with them. Maybe I mean just some highly rated doom. I think we'd like. I'd like to get some good doomy stuff on here at some point. And I'm going to um, bring Cross Faith is going to come back too, just because they are from Osaka. And I do. I would. Damn it! I want one of us to be able to go see one of these bands we've been talking about. All right. Well, next time we do a point zero, I'll make an. Is, is Osaka the nearest big city for you? Yeah. In fact, I okay, can see I'll, it from right here. I will make sure to include an Osakan band in my next list just for you because you made the effort of getting enough Belgian band in there for me. Yeah, Thank you. All right. Well, we've got Power Trip to go and listen to. Two albums of highly rated thrash from uh, the last decade. And, um, yeah, been ages. I haven't listened to a thrash album for a long time. This will be fun. And then, uh, then we get some just some good old-fashioned hard rock with the Pretty Reckless, which I think will be fun too. 
and then we'll see we'll see after that whether we continue with the Cavalera conspiracy or come back and bring some more lists for consideration. Yeah, thank thanks for doing this, Scott. This is always fun. Yeah, no, thank you. I uh, I do enjoy these episodes, and and yeah, I also and enjoy what we mm, get to do now. Yeah, this is the fun bit now. It's like oh, I've got a new band. Let's go download. Let's go buy. Can I get yep. the CDs? Oh, should I buy the T-shirt already? I might as well. <laughs> I know I'm gonna love them. <laughs> <laughs> I've even got I've got a I, I've got a lead on uh on some vinyl or just some record shops here that that are that are in, in nearby where where I am and uh yeah. I just I think on Saturday my plan is to go down and yeah there's always the Japanese editions of the CDs that were awesome they came in those big long boxes and mm-hmm. like five extra tracks and it was uh it was always a coveted fine when you could find the Japanese edition of Injustice for All or whatever it was. What I'm really excited about, the reason I'm going out actually is because of the new Iron Maiden. Apparently the, like the, 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 I, I don't know. They went all out for the, 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 the box here for putting uh, them together. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm excited about trying to find that. I just, I have also got, it might break there. We'll see. We'll see what they want for yeah. it. We'll see how proud of it they are. Mm-hmm. Um, all right good stuff all right well thank you scott and thank you listeners this is a this is always fun and hopefully you've enjoyed listening to us and and um we're always happy to take suggestions too you know if you've got a band that you think should be on our list we're happy for you to email us at unshufflepod no what is it unshufflepod at gmail.com is our email um or you can contact us through twitter at unshufflepod and we've got our website where all our old uh old classic old episodes live some of them when we're actually in the same continent um which is unshufflepod.com thank you and uh yeah i can't wait power trip hopefully we can uh, get to that in the next three or four weeks the first power trip album is going to be great great fun (laughs) All right. Uh, well, thanks, everyone. And thanks, of course, to um, Smallstone and the, the great band Seven Planets. The album is called Explorer. The track is called Vanguard that you hear in the opening and closing part of the podcast. So make sure you check that out too. And, um, yeah, looking forward to catching up in a few weeks and talking about the first Power Trip album, which is called, and you should need to go and download it now too, listener. What's the first Power Trip album called? Yeah, uh, I am as well. I'm looking it up what, what, right. I'm, what, I'm, I'm doing that right now. Oh, manifest decimation. Oh, so metal. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right, that's even, be awesome. even the cover is metal. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's going to be great. So uh, get the physical media. If you can, we'll do our best to get the physical. If not, you know, at least pay for the download and, and try and isolate it somehow. I, I My strategy is I get the downloaded files and, and the CD if I can but I get everything off my phone. I don't have Spotify or anything, and I just put those, those digital files on my phone, and that's, so that's the only music I have access to on my phone. S- similar Which, approach. Uh, I, yeah. I, do the, I, you, do, I, I do do digital first, and then, and then I go out and find the physical media. Yeah. yeah, but you just have to have these strategies. Otherwise, you just get pulled away from it too easily mm-hmm. in, the, in this modern world. And we're not about that. We're about intentionality. So join us as we go through Power Trip. And then the pretty reckless, and then we'll see where we go. Thank you, listener, and thank you, Scott. We'll speak to you soon. Yes, thank you, Matt, and thank you, listener.